Hello and welcome to Hard Things. I'm Tiffany. I'm Angie. And this is a podcast all about the hard things that your average middle-aged lady um, might need a friend to discuss with. And lucky for you guys, we are those weird friends. Um, if you're new to hard things, uh, this is your cursory warning that this podcast contains some sexual, emotional, adult content. Adult content. Uh, some yeah. listeners, yeah, some listeners might find this um, offensive or triggering. Um, and this is your warning that you need to get the fuck out now if yeah. that is you. Um, so, yeah, rated R, rated X. Sure, why NC, not? NC-17, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on how you raise your kids, yeah. right? So. I, don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> so a little bit of introduction before we get started. Let's get the formalities out of the way. Yep. Um, my name's Tiffany. I'm a 40-something, twice-divorced mom of three. I've also raised many other kids uh, that didn't belong to me. And Angie is a 40-something single, never married with no kids. Yeah, let, um, let's say 29, our, our 12th anniversary of 29. Improper fraction. Yes, birthday. improper. Like yes. <laughs> I'm um, 19 and 47 twelfths. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Angie and I met in grad school a couple years ago where we bonded over love of psychology and a deep interest in sex, the risque, and just weird shit in general. Weird shit. Um, Angie's from the Northeast and has a colorful vocabulary. And I'm just a regular old Midwestern girl who picked up. Uh, colorful vocabulary um, in the military so that's one thing I think that that brought us really close together and we're going to continue that which is why if you don't like it you can just eat a dick so <laughs> well that and the fact that we were the two old ladies in a group of 23 year olds I think in our cohort in school, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's we, we only had each other you bond bond in the trenches as they say <laughs> those kids all brought lunchables to class and Ugh. we brought alcohol in a, a Stanley cup um <laughs> But you know, that's they call them charcuterie boards now, they're not lunchables. Shark coochie, yeah, <laughs> which I'm, I support. I'm all there. Um, character development of this book, if you will, uh, Tiffany is the run of the mill vanilla prude, and Angie is not standard borderline dirty whore. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> See, but so, the, the you know, um, all in the eye of the beholder, right. Because for sure, for sure, the the gamut of what is dirty and what is prude is so so wide. Um, and you taught me a little bit about how to define that. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that test? Well, sure. Um, well, first and foremost, I should say there is no slut shaming. We embrace our sluttiness, um, and there also I think it's so unfair that guys can do whatever they want and women can't. And I say sure. bah to that. Um, I don't subscribe to that um, patriarchy, <laughs> I guess, um, because I think if uh, anything you can do, I can do better. And so I think <laughs> women should um, embrace that concept um, because I feel like a lot of times we have more power. Um, but oh, speaking of which, um, the test uh, is the BDSM test. Um, if you want to take it, it's uh, BDS test, all one word, dot org. Um, it asks a bunch of different scenario questions on things that you enjoy, things you like, things you don't like, things that you may like and you're not sure. Um, that was the best part is you kind of learn a little bit about yourself and what, what a freak or what not a freak you are. Or what, what you kind of think, hmm, 
Ah, uh, that sounds interesting. And so I think so often people will read or watch TV, right, movies, whatever, and they'll see something and then maybe get a little tingle. We'll say a tingle. You get a tingle. You have to know. I feel like I'm getting the tingle right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, people who didn't really understand like Fifty Shades, which I do like yeah. to say is not a good description of anything that I will be talking about because as um, a lot of people who... And everything that you're talking about, you define as like the lifestyle, yes, right? Yes, like the... the okay, the so theme. that's the overarching broad theme is the lifestyle. Yes. Um, there are many different dynamics of those kinds of things but a lot of times in mainstream media you know it isn't portrayed exactly the way that it is um in 50 shades my opinion of this is uh christian gray was more of a sadist and he's borderline abusive um and that is not necessarily how that whole thing works um someone had made a comment that if christian wasn't rich and didn't have a job he, and he lived in a trailer and park he lived and worked in a at the factory <laughs> right that he uh none of that would have happened sure. so um yeah i think i think that's the good thing to remember um and in the lifestyle it is very important um safe sane and consensual so it's about communication your wants needs and and your tingles um and in that regard i think it's a lot more responsible than just regular old standard relationships and sexual encounters because consent is is often something that's fought over yeah i don't know how to do it but you guys have mastered that <laughs> we try I uh, use the word master lightly. I don't. Right. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> um, well, I, there are still things slip through the cracks, you know, but I think there is so much of a focus on um, having those conversations. Um, it kind of goes back to you being a parent. You'll understand this. You know, you tell your kids, um, if you can't talk about it, you shouldn't be doing it. Right. And I think that that's a really good rule of thumb. Um, the other thing is a lot of times people will ask questions, right? So it's like, um, that looks painful. Is that really painful? Right? Cause some things, some people like a little bit of pain. Um, pain can be like a release, right? And it can turn into a pleasurable experience, but there's a difference between, um, being hit with one thing and being hit with another. Like uh, if you were to just... Um, I guess hit your leg or, or whatever with your hand, it's going to feel different than if you like grabbed a wooden spoon and did it. Right. And so uh, depending on implementation, um, those things can change. So it really does depend. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so out of all of the little categories that are on the BDSM test, where do you fall? And for, for those of you that have never seen the test or aren't going to look at it or are terrified to look at it because someone checks your browser history. Um, <laughs> always do private browsing. Always yeah. do private browsing. I don't know why anyone would not right. do that. Or clear your cache. Clear yeah. your cache. That's a, that's a hot tip from hard things is <laughs> to clear your browser history. <laughs> um, the, uh, some of the questions that I remember, and it's been a hot minute since I took this test, mm -hmm. um, was things like, do you like, do you enjoy pretending that you're a child? Do you like being tied up? Do you like tying people up? Do you like being spanked? Do you like being choked? Yeah. Um, do, do you like being bossed around? Stuff like <laughs> that. So at all of those things, and it's on a dichotomous scale, right? Where it's, it's very linear and either you're all the way over here um, and you're totally submissive 
the middle is kind of the vanilla area and then the right is the lifestyle <laughs> where are you well um it's it's actually i mean it is dichotomous but i think that there's more of a variation and so you you do have the extremes right where like mm-hmm. you're you're in the lifestyle and and or you're vanilla but there are like you can be like um there are some people who live the lifestyle 24 7 right so like a submissive person might wake up and their significant other picks out their clothes and you know they do all the housework and that doesn't have to be a woman guys like i want to be very clear and and i will take any of you men who want that to be you (laughs) you think that (laughs) you think that because if you can't i mean you can have a switch but nine times out of ten like people who fall in that um that slave category um are probably not the same kind of guys that you would want to give you order. Sure. Yes. So, you know, you they don't often do both when you're on those extremes. Um, but then you have, like, people who only live the lifestyle in the bedroom. Like, personally, um, I can give you an example from nah, 12 years ago. There was a person, um, no names. Uh, he was younger than me, fairly significantly younger. Um, and he was like, we're going to hook up later. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And it just kind of made me laugh because his, his attitude. And then. Yeah, but uh, doesn't that attitude kind of like change the situation? It a depends. Bit? And this is. It can. It can. But it, but at the time I was like, I don't know you well enough for you to come up and talk to me. Like, like it was just very. That's the best part. Right. And, and so, um, we did. And I remember it was like a uh, switch flipped for me Um, because he basically like grabbed the back of my hair and was like down and just like there I was. So someone taking full control, full control gives you that release where I don't have to make any decisions. I don't have to be responsible for anything. I can just be a woman. Yes. A sexual being. Yes. In and this moment. it was game changer for me. For sure. And, and what was really funny is, like, I became very submissive in that encounter. And then I saw him out in public a couple weeks later at something else. And he said something to me. And he had that same attitude out in public. And I was like, come here for a second. And privately, I said, you will never speak to me like that again when we are out did you not like how it made you feel like out of control uh i loved it in that in that setting but in the bedroom yes but in my regular life i have a hundred percent control of everything that's going on and so i let him know very clearly that if he, he hadn't done that you never would have made it to the bedroom it was more than just him commenting that when i was out it was the when I was leaving my old job. So it was like a couple of different things that he had said that kind of gave me the, this, this could be an interesting experience. And then when we were alone in private and he got very dominant, dominant and, um, and aggressive that I was like, okay then. Right. But it wasn't, I don't let people talk to me like that in public, which going back to that test, I happened to be a switch. So I um, tell us about the definition of that. I can be dominant or submissive. But again, using that one experience as an example, um, you have to earn it. 
Like, I, I default to the dominant role um, because I have found so... So give me a percentage. Like, out of all your sexual encounters, what percentage have you been the dominant versus the submissive? 95. Wow. Yeah. So do you feel like it's a treat when you get to be the submissive? Like... 100%. This is a special day for yes. me. Yes. Because so frequently, nowadays... And, and I want to be very clear with my words here. In my experience, guys are more docile. And it's not a judgment. Um, but And it's partially um, a cultural thing at this point, yeah. right? Because um, everyone gets canceled, right? It's like I can't just put a girl against a wall and kiss her face off. You can't Brock Turner whoever you want. Well, well I mean, that's that's an extreme. And I don't like that. Like, again, consent. But, but yeah. Right? Consent is key. But if you are literally having someone say, can I kiss you? Can I touch you here? Can I do this? It takes can I? The, the fun out of yes, it. Yes, it takes the, the mojo away, so to speak. For sure. And so I think um, guys are so afraid at this point to have to take that kind of control and authority that they get nervous um, and, and err on the side of caution. Because if you're worried you're going to go to jail for rape or you're going to go to jail for assault, um, you can't get rid of those charges. And I think it is so unfortunate for just general relationships that, um, you know, it's not like back in the 90s or whatever where it's like, okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down here and I'm going to, you know, do this or that. Some of my favorite memories are from when I was, you know. Impromptu sexual it, encounters. Well, it, yeah, and in my early 20s, you know, when a guy would like just be like. Four score and yes. seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I, I mean, I went to go take trash out I was like 21 um and I was helping the guy I was seeing at the time we were dating um and I was helping him like clean up and and close his work and so I grabbed the trash and I was like I'm gonna go throw this in the dumpster and there's like a little alleyway between the two buildings um to go get to the dumpster and as I'm walking back he like meets me in the middle of these two brick buildings and just sweeps me up notebook style and I'm now against oh. the brick and we're making out. So it wasn't like indecent exposure or anything, but like the hands in the hair, very movie. Right. And like already I'm like, okay, right. So this guy hasn't been strong enough to lift you off the ground. Step one, ladies find a man who can lift your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I've, and that's only happened three times in my entire life where someone picked me up. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was skinnier than let's be serious. Um, but the, like, you could, it, there was only enough space between the buildings for like two people to stand shoulder to shoulder anyway. So you, there's leverage, right? Because all I had to do was have my legs around yeah, the waist. Sp it was Spider-Man style. Very Spider-Man style. And so my legs are around his waist and my back's against the brick and we're just making out. And to this day I go, <sighs> and it just doesn't. Nice time. <laughs> it, yeah. And so, um. The spontaneity of sexual encounters is, is definitely waned. And not only like, you know, you don't want to get in trouble, but everyone's watching now, right? Like you weren't on cameras every time you turned around now. But right. People are just everywhere in your face. There's no privacy. So doing that kind of stuff, unless you're an exhibitionist. Sure. It, it's tough. Yeah. And 
And again, I think women want to be that submissive role, but now guys are scared. So then nobody makes the first move. Well, I think it transcends to other parts of your life too. So if you're a woman who's a baddie and you've got a great career and you've got your own money and you've got your own place and you, you know, you've got a cool whip and you've got your life together and you're educated and you're funny and you're good looking, like you're the freaking like full package. That's intimidating to a lot of men. Right. Because women didn't used to be that way. Women only had one thing and that was their fucking bodies. Right. And it's different now. So it's hard. I have to be dominant in my life to exist. Right. Whether you're in it or not as a man. Yep. So you have to be even more dominant and have your shit together more than I do in order to come and make me submissive, even though that is desperately who I want to be. Right. And and guys, well, now with the Internet, um, I don't want to just say guys generally because I really don't like making sweeping generalizations, but um, people, because that's fair. It's like, well, what do I need to worry about? Just you. I have Tinder. And there's always 1,400 people in in a 10-mile radius. Oh, for that, sure. There's 47,000 Angies that want to match with me. Right. And so it's just one of those things where um, you get FOMO, right? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, if, if this bitch is too difficult, then I'll just find this other bitch that might not be right now. And so, and girls do it too, you know? And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm looking for the next guy that has better abs, you know, and so it's just I don't want anyone that has abs because then there's expectations that I got to eat the way they eat and I can't have Dairy Queen at 2 a.m. And that I'm is, not fucking that kind that of is untrue, untrue. <laughs> I, so I, do you think that you have it easier in that you're in the lifestyle because the people that are finding you aren't on Tinder looking for people. They're looking for you specifically. They're looking for your kind of fucking weird and your darkness and your dominance and your dirty, nasty, give it to me baby stuff. And you don't find that on Tinder, right? You find that underground. Well, yes and no, because there's still, you know, you check boxes because like you brought up um, like age play. That's what it's called. Like, OK, yeah. When one wants right. to be a baby. And yeah. One wants like to be a caregiver or, or like, you know, I just I want to call you daddy. Definitely not my jam. What? Not my jam. My father is 20 years older than me. That's it. Yeah. And so I have a very specific age bracket that I will not. So you don't get close to fucking anyone that looks like your actual dad. <laughs> well, it's not even just look. I don't want the age group. I don't. Yeah. Because um, luckily for him and for me, you know, we, my family, a lot of us don't look our age. We look younger. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. Um, but, um. I just, you know, I had made a joke to him at one point after um, I got, like, kind of, I was trying to figure out who I wanted to be with or who I, what I wanted in, in life. And, um, and I was like, I'm not going to date anyone more than 10 years older than me because uh, I don't want at a part. Old balls. Well, I don't want old balls. <laughs> well, that's fair. But I don't want it. It was more of, like, I don't want my potential boyfriend to run off with your potential girlfriend at a party. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at, I'm like, that is definitely on my hard limits now, list. Okay. So that's on your upper list. What about dating younger? Do you have a, is there a 10 year limit there? Yes. Um, I, it's kind of like, uh, 10 years younger than me. They don't know what they're doing with it. And 10 years older, they can't make it work. Um, 
but I, I also, I have younger cousins, and so I tend to veer away from, like, the age of my younger cousins. Because it's like you don't want anyone that reminds you of anyone in your family. Yes. Like, and That's it's not. bizarre it's, because your family's full of people of all ages. Not all. Like, uh, luckily, most of my family, like, had kids all at once, like, bam, bam, bam. And so there's just, there's, like, little brackets. But I still, it's like, I need a guy that at least has their shit together. And so you're not going to find that. Like, you know, if I could have babysat you or if you could be my child, <laughs> right? Um, I had a guy hit on me when I was working at the college at one point when I was um, doing, like, working with academic advising. And he was very attractive. And all I could think of was, you are a child. <laughs> like, For so, sure. so it was like flat. If you are a dependent student on your FAFSA, please step away from yes. my vagina. <laughs> and he was like, I was in the military. And I'm like, congratulations. I you could be 17 and join the military with right. your parents' signature. That means nothing. Yeah. So, um, but it, I mean, it was flattering. Right. For sure. But um, I was like, first of all, there is a huge conflict of interest here because I'm helping you register for your classes. Um, and I work here and you're a student. Like, let's not go down this road. But I very much appreciate um, you talking to me, you cute young man. <laughs> so, yeah. So... Well, okay, so here's the, you, you called yourself a vanilla prude. What would you say is the most out-of-the-box thing that you've done then? Well, let me, ref the, the test called me a vanilla prude. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, so we're clear. Um, science <laughs> has called me a vanilla prude. So, um, so like for myself defining the way that like, I agree with that is like, I don't use toys. I've never owned a dildo. I've never had a vibrator. Um, that is not, uh, just everyone in your family doesn't feel that way. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have a great story for that. Uh, well, um, <laughs> all right. So let me tell you the story. Okay. <laughs> and this, this will kind of give you some insight to like, well, it gave me insight to how, like, I've grown in my sexuality as, okay. as a woman. And I don't know if that's from experience or from age or just from, like, getting older and not giving a fuck. Because as sure. you raise kids, like, number one kid, you have all these rules and expectations. Right. Number two kid, you give, like, I could give two shits a little bit less. Number three kid, fuck, you're on your own, bro. Good right, luck. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm on number three kid. Sure. Good luck, figure it out. Like, and it just so happens that he's a male whereas the oldest two were girls and if you raise kids of both genders you know that there is some very marked differences um being that like the girls are very emotional um but that you get to you get a closeness with them that you don't get with the boys as a woman of okay. course it's a different experience if you're a father sure um and with the boys it's a little bit mentally easier because they don't have that emotional facet going on but there are other things that are difficult with them like getting them to fucking shower and wash their ass right so <laughs> which seem like just human human hygiene practices think. right you yeah. would think one would think so my son is um he's a special kid he's about <laughs> to be 17 and we spend almost all of our time together. Uh, I work from home and he is homeschooled. So we're together pretty much 24 seven uh, with the exception of, you know, when he goes to his part-time job or 
um, if I go out and, and do something. So we're, I think we're closer than a lot of uh, moms are with their teenage sons, just by virtue of the amount of time we spend together. And we've, well, there are tons some, of mama's boys. Would you say that he's a mama's boy? I would not. I would okay. not. I would, I would say that it, historically he's been a, a daddy's boy, which is kind of weird. Sure. Um, but his dad wasn't a dad. His dad was a buddy. So I think that oh. makes a little more sense. They were like friends. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't think, he, I wouldn't say he's a mama's boy. Um, but we do spend a lot of time together and I do like, you know, I'm, I'm the mom that calls people dude and bro and stuff. Right. So I think that that kind of helps and that we get along in that way. But, um, and we've bonded over some, some life things that, you know, shitty things that have happened in my life, mainly with like the divorce, the divorces that I've had in my relationships and, and Jace having to progress through all of that stuff. Um, and then also he has some quirks in his personality and his, his learning, um, that make him a little different that I've had to guide him with. So, and all that aside, um, we're together a lot and there's not, I'm not a private person. I don't have a lock on my phone. Um, and he's as a child, he would get in my phone whenever he wants. And that's still the case. I've never had a lock on my phone. I, I don't have passwords for stuff. Uh, my kids know the pin to my ATM card, right? Like, mm -hmm. like it's a, we're a very open family and and I don't, we don't keep secrets and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we're kind of open. One of the things that I was always very grateful for raising my son was that he was a little behind his peers and he has, I had a stepson previously who was the exact same age and he started exploring sexuality extremely young and it became like this huge heavy weight because we never knew when the fuck he was going to steal someone's panties or wow. the bra would disappear or all the lotion in the house suddenly went gone. <laughs> Um, he was constantly like having a secret phone with porn on it, like 13, 12. It was fucking crazy. And even my <laughs> oldest daughter was like, mom, my bra's missing. And I'm like, well, I know where we need to fucking look. So he never had that. My son never had that. And I never found the old stiff sock, like standing up in, in his room or anything. And I kind of thought, well, this is probably a symptom and a function of, you know, his quirks and his disorders, um, on, on the low end of, of the spectrum. Sure. And he's probably just a little behind. I doubt he's that great at hiding it because he's a teenage boy and they are notorious for not being able to be. Yeah, good at hiding they're things. just idiots. Right. <laughs> so I like I knew I, and and being that I'm like borderline OCD with with cleaning and stuff, I go in that fucking room and I fucking tear it up every couple months and I clean it and I sanitize everything. And I just, I mom the fuck out of it. Right. Which, which I'm sure all moms probably do, whether you're fucking OCD or not. No, um, no, no, they don't. No, <laughs> okay. they don't. Well, they might be afraid of what they're going to find, but I was never afraid of what I was going to find because I never found anything other than hot Cheetos stuck in weird places. <laughs> so, <laughs> so backtrack maybe a month or two ago. And my son is, I, I think he was at work. Um, he, he had been working a lot at the beginning of summer. And I had a day and I was just, fucking, I'm going to clean. And I go into his room and his room's right next to mine. And he's got um, a full computer set up in there. He's kind of a nerd. He's the one that hooks me all up for these podcasts. Sure. And, and make sure that my ring light is the appropriate tone for my skin. <laughs> and he's not gay. I don't think maybe, I don't know. We'll get there. Well, um, like, we, shall, we shall see, right? <laughs> we'll see. So he's got this full setup with all these computer things. And there's a lot of electronics going on in that room. Things that I don't understand. 
um, things that I don't want to understand because I don't give a sh- two shits about technology. So I go in and I start with your basics, right? Like I'm picking up all the fucking trash and all the Lunchables and all the Capri Suns and all the bowls of cereal with moldy milk on them. And I'm digging around on the floor and I'm making piles for the dark clothes and piles for the white clothes and piles for, I don't know what the hell this is. It might be clothing. We'll get to it. <laughs> and I'm just picking shit up and I, I make his bed and I have everything fucking done. And it's vacuumed and I've wiped down his whole computer station and disinfected shit, like washed it. it like I went full hardcore mom, guys. I appreciate so that. So I feel so good, right? Like my heart's like, oh, it's clean. <laughs> and um, I just I just feel better. And I'm looking around the room doing like that last cursory did I forget anything. And I look under the bed because there's always some fucking nasty shit under every teenager's bed. And out of the corner of my eye, I spot this white like cylindrical shaped it looked like a beats pill the speaker sure like a little little jbl audio thing that you could you know like an alexa kind of sure that played music and i thought well i know like he has speakers i didn't buy this one but he has a job now and he every fucking day i get packages for jay dizzle coming in the goddamn mail from amazon that's funny (laughs) and i don't always know what's in them and but even if i open them like i don't understand what the fuck i'm looking at i don't know what a ssd looks like or freaking magnetized gloves and i just it's weird shit so i figure well this must be some type of electronic device um and i see there's like an end cap to it on the other side of the room and i go and i grab the end cap and it, it looks just like a little I don't know, like, like a cap, right? Like lid. Yeah. Like a lid. And I, I take that over and I'm like, Oh, this must go to this. And I pick it up and it's probably like this long and, and it's, it's the size of a good dick. And I pick it up <laughs> and I, <laughs> I put uh, and, and size matters some, but not all. Yeah. So, let's it, be that's honest. another conversation. Yeah. And I put the cap on it and I'm holding it in my hand and I'm going, what the fuck is my hand is wet. Why is my hand wet? My <laughs> hand is wet. Why is my hand wet? And my brain has a short circuit. And I take, I put it in my other hand and I take my hand to my nose. Why would you do that? I, because I'm a retarded, naive mom. I have no idea, no experience with no, this. No, it shit. doesn't matter. You never like smell anything. Like it's like there, there is was this a, clean. No, no, absolutely not. Did you learn a lesson from this? Oh my god! Right, because I mean, there's um, there's a movie, Baby Mama. So I'm gonna tangent just a minute for this because I feel like it's relevant. Um, where the, Tina Fey, um, her, uh, more attorney play plays her sister, and their kids running around, and she grabs the the youngest daughter, I think. And she goes, what is that? Is that chocolate or is it poop? Oh, God. And the daughter's like, I don't know. And and then she goes, is it chocolate or is it poop? And the girl's like, I don't know. And she Taste like, it. Taste she, it. She goes, oh, it's chocolate. And Tina Fey says to her, you know, sister, it could have been poop. It could have been poop. It could have been poop. And so to me... I would never as I thank Jesus sometimes that I'm not a mom for this reason. Right. Like every now and then I have moments where I'm like, oh, I love these kids, my nieces and, you know, my nephews and things like that. And my cousins, I love them. And because I'm the oldest, so I babysat my cousins like I I am very good with children. Um, But there are times like this where I hear mothers say things like this and I go. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So continue with your story, but I, I automatically wanted you to know 
that was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. And I hope you learned a lesson from this. So, <laughs> so I, I learned the 11th commandment from this experience. And as I wafted my hand. Oh, God, towards, I got chills just even thinking of it. Towards my olfactory. I recognized a scent partially. Oh, no. And, but so, the viscosity was a little off. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> my son's cum was on my hand. Oh, it's the worst. It was. <laughs> I literally have goosebumps. You can't see them. You just have to trust me that there are goosebumps everywhere from this. He, it, he had it was watery, so that's why I was so confused because it was like dripping like a thinner. It was thinner than jizz, right? Uh, but the smell was so pungent, I think because it was old and he had rinsed out the device oh. and there was water in it mixing with jizz and it had dripped on my hand and it got in my... It was so oh. pungent. I screamed bloody fucking murder. I, I ran to the bathroom. Ladies and gentlemen... I had a pocket pussy in my hand. For those of you that haven't figured this out yet, <laughs> I look inside Ugh. the cavern of this would-be speaker, and it, it's silicone and it's ridged. And of course, on the top part, it these little lips. These little Was this lips. the first time you've ever seen one? I've never seen one. Um, I've ne I've never never. I know what one is. Of course, you know, I, I've, I've well because you're an adult. Yeah, I'm an adult. I've heard people talk about stuff. I know that men have these things. Um, I it didn't. I didn't expect it to look so innocuous. I didn't expect it to look like a speaker or a computer part. I expected it to look like fucking Mia Khalifa's fucking genitals. Right? Well, but like, here's the thing: you gotta you know? <laughs> like turnabout is fair play. Um, there are vibrators for women that look like lipsticks. And, okay, and, for sure. Um, any other normal household items right like yeah so and i i oh man it gets there we get there so i take this pocket pussy into my bathroom and you have to understand that there was a time when anything like this any exposure to anything deviant in any type of the sense whether it be drugs or sex or behavior or even cursing like no one was allowed to curse around my kids okay. i mean i curse now but n when my kids are growing up and they still to this day won't curse in front of me like it's a thing and if their friends curse in front of me even like my 20 22 year old daughter like you don't you can't cuss in front of my mom <laughs> what's wrong with you That's it, I, it just that was me right like i raised my kids it's like don't fucking do bubble. that don't talk to me like that okay. exactly <laughs> so there Have was some time... goddamn respect yes there was a time when I would have freaked the fuck out and I would have grounded him and I would have thrown it in the trash and I would have totally embarrassed him. And I would have felt like I had failed as a parent Those because he was doing this. So, and that my question, number one, where the fuck did this asshole get this goddamn motherfucking pocket pussy? Because <laughs> I didn't buy it. And I have, a, he has a joint bank account. So I see everything that he buys. Right. And um, I, I, so to this day, I don't know where I got it. We haven't discussed it. Um, so that was like a little concerning, like, where did he get this? I hope he's not like sharing it with a friend or anything. Well, maybe his dad, I hope some guy maybe in his a band. Dad bro got him one, right? Also very possible. So, um, cause that's yeah, very what possible. bro dads do is exactly. they, they're like, here you go, buddy. Yes. Have fun. So I take it into my bathroom and I don't know why I took it into my bathroom. I just thought I have to get it out of his room because he's a child and this doesn't belong in a child's room. Right. That's it was hilarious. very like 
there was an incongruence in between what I thought was right and what reality was. Sure. So I take it in there and I'm like, okay, what do I do? I can't tell anybody. This is embarrassing. I can't and, tell anybody until I you're figure telling out. Everyone. And I'm telling everybody, <laughs> but with his permission, just so you know. Oh, okay, that's good. So I, I didn't know what to do. So I fucking went on the internet and I was like, Reddit is going to have the fucking answer. And I, I locked into my Reddit that's account hilarious. and I'm, I'm, I'm Googling and I'm looking and there are thousands upon thousands of confused parents wondering what the fuck do I do with this shit? My kids sticking in their vagina, their asshole and on their dick. And everyone was like, here's what you need to do. You put the lid on your pocket, pussy. <laughs> Step one, wash your fucking hands, yes. bitch. <laughs> yes. For all so those that didn't think about that, like, I, although, I mean, you being mildly OCD, OCD I, can, I can't yeah. imagine you. Would uh, we had a full disinfection um, moment there. situation. <laughs> yes, a full body suit. Oh my so um, I cut my own arm off, yeah. step one. Burnt <laughs> it oh, in no. a pit. <laughs> Yeah, and I have my own vibrator. That's, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So I, I sat there and they said, you put the lid on it and you, you go back into his room. You put it exactly where you found it. You turn around. And you walk away. And you walk away and you shut the fuck up. Oh, I and highly I, disagree. I thought was, is it that so, is it so easy? Like you just, like it never even happened? No, because then I, you, and, you're, you're, you're plagued with nightmares now. And that's so, not, yeah, I was traumatized. That's not fair. That is unfair. <laughs> To everyone involved, I could tell you, uh, I actually, I have like a few things that I like that I would have considered if the roles were reversed. Um, and Don't tell him about role play because then no, he might be interested in that. <laughs> no, no, I just, <laughs> I think so. Let's just because this it, this is hard things and that's a hard it hard both ways yes, guys yes so that would be a mentally difficult hard thing to handle and so let's talk about that so um there are a couple of options here that is one of them like uh don't ask don't tell right uh i didn't see anything you didn't see anything let's move on but let's be honest um if anyone has ever walked in on their parents banging, you can't unsee those things, yeah. right? So there are a couple of options. I am all about turnabout being fair play and all. And so I think um, I probably would have cleaned it and then put it on, like, somewhere very visible with a note that was like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> with, like, question mark, exclamation point. Um, the other thing, um, because I have heard a similar or I've, well, I've had a similar situation, not with toys, but just inconvenient parental, whatever. Um, well, first of all, let me say, if you are a child, I'm going to speak right to the camera here. If you are a <laughs> child and you have, uh, well, everyone's a child of someone, so it's just good practice. Have a locked compartment. A locked or, pussy case. Or a locked, um, I have a trunk, okay? Like, you have to- No, 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 no. You have three trunks, well, ma'am. <laughs> I have a, I have a large trunk and, um, like, a duffel bag, okay? But either way, people don't- It looks innocuous, like one of those hide-it-in-plain-sight situations. Yeah. Like, you need to make sure that you are clean. Clean your shit. Because um, nobody- Ew, okay? Um, that's- a hard 
hard things tip number one is clean your shit. Um, but I thought about the conversation because I've been thinking about this since you've been talking. Yeah, you were like the first person I told. Yeah, so um, I think it needs to be fairly obvious to him that you that something had occurred. And it doesn't necessarily need to be like, I, you, you know, I freaked out. But I think there should be some kind of note like, clean your shit, right? The other thing that is a little bit more dramatic and I thought was funny, but it would be out of your comfort zone since you've already said that you're not into like all of the toys and all of these things, but he doesn't have to know that. And so you could say something like, hey, <laughs> hey, buddy. So I wanted you to know, um, there are a couple rules in this house. Uh, one is if you're going to have things like this, that's fine, but you need to keep them clean because you could get infections. And also, if they're out where I can see them, then I'm going to feel comfortable leaving my things out where you can see them too. 100%. We talked about me buying like this giant black dilly coffee, yeah. <laughs> like sticking it on the, the shower door. Yeah. Right there. Well, no, you just so stick it. You it. stick it on the <laughs> tile in the tub. So then, like, he walks in to go take a shower, and it's like boing right there, like right, right where the um where the drain pole is, right? Like shit. <laughs> or so let him know this is what it feels like. Yeah, like to it, be freaked the fuck out by someone's sexuality. Right. In your like, face. oh hey, if you don't put your things away, then you're gonna find mommy's toys too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that makes me very sad also to think you don't have any like you don't have any. No, I, I just I know how to do the job. Like, why would I need assistance? Oh, OK. How long does it take you to get off on your own? On my own? Like if I'm really, really yeah. if two minutes. Have you ever heard of a Hitachi wand? No. 30 seconds at most. I mean, I could probably do it in a minute. But yeah. you got to understand, like, man, guys, trying to beat off when you have a kid in the house, <laughs> regardless of how old they are or whether or not you think they're going to burst in your room, whether there's a lock on your door or what, it just fucking shuts your mentality down. Okay. Dude. And it makes it so hard. Now, if I were in a space where I knew for sure no one was going to be in my house for like six fucking months, <laughs> and it was actually genuinely private, probably be a lot faster. Well, see, now there's a sponsorship I would love. Hitachi wands because I sponsor hard things. Well, yes, um, literally because I mean it is it's okay. You know those back massagers, yeah, that you get at like Brookstone. Is it the one that has the big bulb at the end of it? Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, and here here's the key: they plug in. Oh my god! So you don't have to worry about batteries. However. This is this is why I had made the joke about the sponsorship. Um, because I try, at, in, as I've aged, to not be a whore, okay? Um, why? I try to get more whorish as I age. Well, it's, no, I'm more particular now in my sure. choices. But because, like, super gonorrhea is out there now and things oh, yeah. like that. Um, well, th that being said, so uh, um, public service announcement, right? The more you know... Um, go to doctors. Like so many people now are like, I'm not, I'm not sick. I'm not going to a doctor. Um, new partner, new doctor's appointment, right? Like you should always get tested. You should always be safe. You know, all of that stuff. So that, that I just want to be upfront about that. Um, for sure. But, uh, for this 
exact reason. Um, definitely gone through a couple Hitachis, and they're not like super cheap. They range anywhere depending on the brand name of it, um, from like twenty five bucks to like a hundred and some odd dollars. Um, some of them come with attachments, right? Um, like a pasta attachment, or yeah, yeah, very KitchenAid. <laughs> um, no, um. A bunch of attachments. The bread maker. Google it, right? Um, I can Google that shit. You could, well, not on your work computer, but uh, so they have different. Like you can use just the 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 bulb, I guess that you. That's what you said, bulb. Um, that it that is there, but they also have it where you could have like a dildo attachment, so you can like dip it in, and then it vibrates inside and outside. They have, like, a clitoral stimulation thing on, like, the so Not like the rabbit? Like, I've seen the rabbits advertised. Um, but they, yeah. So, definitely wore some out, right? Like, during, oh, here's a perfect example. During COVID. COVID. Yeah. During COVID, I think I ended up buying three. Jesus. Yeah. Because it's one of those things like, you know how they joke about guys like have sex and then they fall asleep? Yeah. That's not just guys. Like the last thing I want to do. The last <laughs> thing I want insomnia. to do. Well, because it's like all the, you know, endorphins and everything. And you're like, good yeah. night. And so I am very. I don't like saying masculine because I don't like to me, that's not a masculine trait. But I'm very much like. I'm done. Bye. Right. Simple. Like, good night. And um, and so I I need to go to sleep. And it's the most relaxing thing that you could sleep, you know. And so it was like uh, every evening or every every other, evening or every other evening occurrence because it just like I'm like out. I think that for me personally, I've spent so I'm 42. I've spent 20 years of my life married. So, and I'm pretty traditional. I think that being married, like you expect your husband to meet your sexual needs. Did they? Because <laughs> um, you first... expected, but it doesn't mean that it happens. Yeah. I, yes and no, I guess, because, well, for a couple of reasons. Like my first husband was sexually abusive. So like while sex could be good, um, it was also very not good a lot of, a lot of times. Um, and yeah, but also because both of my marriages, I, I ended up being married to two men who never loved me. Um, and one of them told me that, so I know that's true. And then right. the other one, based on all the behaviors that led up to our divorce, lets me know that that was true and sure. I was just being used. So I think that because they, they never loved me, that there was a lack of an emotional connection that I personally need as a woman okay. to have really good sex. Sure. So in the absence of that, sure the sex was okay and and it wasn't anything that I ever would have left them for because it was so bad and sure I had some orgasms and but it definitely wasn't like the best sex of my life because I couldn't have those connections with them and that was always fucking missing and of course men don't fucking understand because they're half retarded pardon my French I know we're not there um but yeah I don't know and I guess also I never felt like safe enough to explore sexuality with them um, so yeah, I mean, my first husband told me I was terrible in bed. He told me all the time, you fucking suck. You're terrible at this. Pornos could, porn stars do better. So-and-so's wife well, could do better. Well, that's the other thing. That's a horrible like, yardstick to measure people up to because yeah. like, I promise you 
if someone offered you $10,000 to have sex with them, you're going to do a lot more stupid shit. Bro, than, I'll choke on it all fucking right, day. Right. Are, and so, can I get 20s, please? Right. 20s and 50s? <laughs> right. And so, like, to me, like, perspective is important. Now, if you enjoy those things, you might act more like that. Um, not judging, because I tend to be one of those people. But... Um, but I think that so often guys expect that because they're watching Pornhub all the time, you know? And so it's like, that's not how this works on a regular basis. That's a birthday gift, right? Like that's not, that's not, or a new year's present, right? Like those aren't the everyday. And I think also for sure, (laughs) I think also size comes into play here too because like I've had partners who were very well endowed and I'm sorry but I can't do that for you often right and then I've had partners who were closer to the average and I don't mind doing it very often because it it is easier and it is more enjoyable so I definitely I think that has a lot to do with it too for sure yeah we definitely should talk about techniques of things in the next episode job techniques (laughs) well i mean like you you never know some like people people have skills in in some things but i think we are um coming up to the end of our time let's do you have these you you showed me you have these cards yes like thought cards and i bought some um in that red box behind me um for for my clinic and you have some yep. and they're like like deep questions that you can ask and there's all these categories friends relationships kids pop, pop one of those bad boys out and let's fucking take a look at it okay before we go okay that sounds like a, a good... and then if you guys have anything that y- you want to talk about or um advice or, or, or questions, questions or comments and um, we do have an email set up and you guys can send us no fucking dick pics, guys. I'm <laughs> over that stage of my life. Angie might like the dick pics. Well, so maybe you know, it might. But I, I think like, yeah, if you have any questions, any topics that you want to um, or your opinions on certain things, because Lord knows we are not the beginning and end of all opinions ever everywhere. Um, if you have any other advice on how Tiffany should handle her son and his pocket pussy, we'd love to hear that, too. Um, our email address is hardthingspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. So we're going to we're going to read out one of these cards and and see if we can answer it. Okay. So I'll I'll lift up 5 and then you can pick a number from 1 to 5. Okay, yeah, 5. I'm like I can't count today. Okay. 1 2 3 4 5. Which one? Go with 4. Okay. <laughs> what are you hesitant to tell me? And now everyone i feel like i've just told you guys one of my deepest darkest secrets <laughs> let's see <laughs> what do you think i'm learning from you i guess we could <laughs> we could try that since you said that you know i i'm the sex expert <laughs> What you are, you are learning from me or yes. what I'm learning from you? What, you, what, I, what am I, what do you Whoa. think I'm learning from you? This is hard because in, in school, we actually did a thing where you did a really in-depth life interview of me and you yeah. kind of, you basically 
fucking took a, a deep peek at all of my fucking childhood traumas, so that was great. Um, it cemented our friendship, I think. If, <laughs> <laughs> yes, this specimen is just as fucking weird as I need it to be. Well, and, you know, like attracts like, and we're both crazy for sure. completely different and balanced ways. <laughs> Things that you might be learning from me. I think that, um, oh my gosh. Because you've already, like, a lot of the stuff we talk about, we've already talked about independently of, of recording this. But I will say this. I will say that when we talked about recording this, mm -hmm. um, I didn't know a lot about podcasts. Um, I thought they were audio only for the most part. And I didn't realize there would be an image and that we would do a physical recording. And I didn't think that was something you'd be down for. And I didn't expect it at all. And you're like, no, we have to fucking record both audio and visual. Right. Oh, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? This is how <laughs> you do a podcast. And I was like, are you sure? I thought podcasts like you, you know, like. Well, I wasn't and I'm not. But I feel like <laughs> the best ones that I've seen have the video component. So I didn't know. And and it kind of it freaked me out a little bit. And I was like, you want to do a video? And I, th I don't know if it surprised you or not when I said I'm really insecure about how I look. And I don't know how I feel about being on a video. That did and, surprise and me, actually. See me. Yeah. So I think that, that stuff like that, like, you get a little bit of vulnerabilities um, exposed from just doing something like this and setting things up and saying, I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with that. This makes me feel weird. And uh, to be honest, like, when I said that, it kind of surprised me even. So... I don't know. I think you, you learn a little bit about about me in that. And like you like we've had in depth fucking yeah. conversations about like attachment style. Sure. Um, and because we have like. I have a fucked up attachment style and um, we've had in depth conversations about our Myers-Briggs types, INFJ guys. Yeah, we just had to do that again. Yeah. More recently. So. And we've had lots of conversations about every type of, of personality measurement tool and assessment that you can get. And, and we've had to just by virtue of our studies, um, but then through friendship as well. Yep. So I, and I don't think that ever came out. So for me to say that out loud, hey, man, I'm really insecure about how the fuck I look. Um, and it's, it's always I'm not very self-confident in in my self-image. Um, and a lot of it has to do with with my former relationships and how I was treated and things I was told. And then and then a lot of it has to do with growing up and being told that I was a certain way. Well, and so, I think that's what's great about this podcast, because like. We don't look the same, you and me. Um, you're a little vulnerable about your stuff. I'm vulnerable about my stuff. Um, and I think. Um, the way I'm kind of look at looking at it is I believe and I believe both of us have been told that we're kind of funny, right? And we're quick witted. And I am trying to or I think this podcast will show that we there's more than just that. Like there's yeah. more than just these insecurities. Um, and it's not everything like because it doesn't matter even through all of the it's topics men like when yeah. you talk about what you want in a man oh god i hope he's funny right like right. oh please be funny like matt oh, right here <laughs> oh my god right. yes. so like but he can be a fucking troll if you can fucking make me laugh like bro we're gonna get it like yeah. I'm, I, because eventually i'm gonna fall for that and right. you're gonna become more attractive well, and it, but that's not the case with women so we don't have that right like yeah, so me being smart or you being smart or me being funny or you being funny it doesn't fucking matter to men right 
well, that's why it should matter to us. And maybe we'll right. hopefully, hopefully our listeners will be more women like us and we'll just have a big group of awesome, fucking hilariously funny, witty women. Um, but I think they, they those guys do exist where they'll like roast you back and forth. Like a uh, perfect example is Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think whoever does end up with Matt Reif. Um, that will be just the most amazingly hilarious house to live Matt in. Matt Reif, call us. Yeah, seriously. We'd love to have you on. Um, but in. yeah, In or on, under. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, and he's young too, Tiffany. But I, I, I like him young. Yeah, well, I think, I think he likes him older. Older. I don't want to say old. Well, I know he likes people that make cookies. And uh, I make a mean fucking snicker. Well, I promise you if... Uh, if he agrees to be on this podcast, then we're doing that one in person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so yeah, we'll end on there. And um, next episode, let's talk about techniques to things, maybe. Um, what are you thinking? You think that's good? Yeah, we can do techniques. We can do not just, you know, we started with talking about second dick, but I mean, fuck, you're going to do techniques. We can switch it up and well, talk about we women's techniques, too. Yeah, we could start with sucking dick and then, so. and, you know, because it all. <laughs> hey, y'all want to suck some dick next right. episode? <laughs> next Are episode. you three? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys. Uh Thanks so much for tuning in. Episode one of Hard Things. This has been Hard Things. I'm Tiffany and that's Angie. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, dick pics, uh, titties, we love titties. Once you've seen one, you want to see them all, send them to hardthingspodcast at gmail.com and tune in next time. Awesome. This has been Hard Things. Have a good one.